Welcome to Bougie Booze, a podcast hosted by brother and sister from another mister. I'm Cam. I'm David. Thank you for listening as we talk about Black culture, Asian culture, pop culture, culture culture, and quite frankly, anything else we want to talk about. So how are you doing today, boo? I'm doing well. Still recuperating from the Labor Day weekend, which for me was more than a weekend. It was like a week because... I took last week off from work and I flew up to San Francisco. Oh, well-deserved. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Although, you know, I, I was still panicked about, will things fall apart when I'm there, away from the office? And they didn't too much, but I did get emails that I still responded to because they had to be responded to. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it was still a pleasant time up north. And I was up there primarily for my sister's uh, and, and her fiance's combined wedding shower. Hey. And so hey, boo's sister <laughs> and future brother-in-law. <laughs> but, um, and I'll talk about more in detail the places that I went to eat. One place I'll mention today through our podcast, but then uh, in an upcoming episode, I'll talk about the rest of the places. I don't want to overwhelm people. And also it'll make me sound gluttonous because I, you know, I did eat a lot up there. Uh, you was up there sinning. You know, gluttony is a sin. Yeah, but it's a very good sin. <laughs> but, uh, you know, one of the interesting things that happened when I was up there was we were at Ghirardelli Square and everybody in our party, I was there with a larger group of people. They decided they wanted to use restroom, but I didn't need to use the restroom. So I waited outside the restroom entrance area and there was a group of people, every, a lot of people waiting for their parties who were in the restroom. So I didn't want to wait with those people. So I waited off to the side, but I was kind of in front of a restaurant. So I was just chilling there waiting. And a little while into waiting, I felt a tap on my leg. And it's this little South Asian boy crying. Oh, did tears you rolling his down daddy? his eyes. No, he didn't think he was his dad. I hope not. He's like, are you my daddy? But, uh, you know, I, I don't know if he was Indian, Pakistani, Bangladeshi, but he looked like he was somewhere from the, that region or, you know, uh, ethnically. But so he's telling me that he I had to crouch way down. He's a tiny little boy. And so he's telling me he lost his father. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, no. But what do I do? You know, I mean, I, I don't have motherly or fatherly instincts. <laughs> You're you're like, what do you want me to do about this kid? I know, that's what, and it was kind of like, I don't. For those of you who've seen uh, Tu Wong Fu, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar, uh, where Patrick Swayze and Wesley Snipes and, and John Leguizamo are drag queens, mm-hmm. and there's a scene where John Leguizamo is crying on the steps, and Patrick Swayze's drag queen says, you know, to uh, Wesley Snipes, Noxima Jackson is the character. He's like, Noxie, why is this little Latin boy in drag crying? Can you ask him why? And and Noxima or Wesley Snipes says, little bit Latin boy in drag, why are you crying? <laughs> so I kind of want to be like, why are you little, little boy, why are you crying? I'm I'm happy you did not say that to that little boy to cause even further distress that he was in. I was trying to be empathetic. So, you know, I said, okay, where's the last place you saw your father? And he pointed up, we were downstairs. So he pointed upstairs. So for some reason, this boy walked downstairs and he told me enough where he said the father was wearing a red shirt. So I was like, okay, let me look for a man in a red shirt. And um, so luckily at this point, when I was just about to start the search, my sister-in-law had come out with my niece from the bathroom and her motherly instincts kicked right in. She's like, oh my gosh, what's happening? I was like, he lost his father and so immediately she took the boy's hand and was like let's go find someone so she goes into the restaurant asking the waiter uh, the maitre d if they've seen somebody fitting the description of the red shirt and they hadn't but luckily at that moment a man in a red shirt was coming down the stairs while we were in the restaurant uh-huh. uh, at the doorway and so he had zoomed past us though but we went running after him and the waitress uh, kind of snuck her head into the bathroom area I was like are you looking for your son and he was like yes and it's like he's right here Ta-da! <laughs> well see I'm happy that he was able to find his son but what was the father doing where he 
lost his son. That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, there were a lot of people wandering around, but I guess he was too busy either taking pictures or eating some hot chocolate from ice I mean, cream sundaes. I, I'm just saying, notice it was the father who lost the child. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say. But, uh, you know, shout out to my sister-in-law, Tracy, who was a hero, the actual hero of that event, because I was going to do the same as she did, but it would took me a little longer to respond because I'm just, I was still in shock. Like, why are you coming up to me, what? little boy? <laughs> out of all these people in here why me <laughs> well my sister-in-law did explain to me that um she's trained her children to if they ever got lost to look for somebody who looks like they're wearing a uniform or has a tag on their shirt or something uh-huh. uh who looks official right you had a blazer on I, no, no i didn't have a blazer on <laughs> but i had a fancy shirt on and you know i don't want to stereotype peoples but it did look kind of Indian slash Bollywood, the shirt. It had, it was, he was it was. Like, he was like, that's my people right there. Well, that's the, It looked like something like a Maharaja because it was like a red shirt with gold adornments and everything. So he was like, oh, the Maharaja will help me. So, <laughs> hey, the baby was smart. Kudos to him. No, that's the thing. Yeah, he was smart. So, but you know, it's just a, uh, and, and and I don't blame him too, because while I was standing there waiting for the my party to come out of the restroom, I got a tap on the shoulder and a British man was like, excuse me, sir. And I was like, immediately, I was like, I don't work here. And he was like, oh. <laughs> He's like, do you see your name tag? Leave me alone. Scram. <laughs> this is what happens when you dress too nicely in public. <laughs> Well, you know, I could have actually used your help this morning. Oh, what happened? Just little lost children? <laughs> no lost children, but a lost dog. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so normally I do not open my garage before I'm in my car. Like, it's a safety thing, right? Mm -hmm. Get in your car, lock the door, and then open the garage. Well, this morning I didn't. But it proved to me this morning why I should always get in my car before I open the garage door because I'm putting stuff in my car, right? And then I look up and there's this huge German shepherd that's darting into my garage. And I'm like frozen in fear because I'm like, oh my God, I'm not going to run outside of my garage, obviously. It was raining too, by the way, this morning. And uh, two, there's like this huge dog here and I don't, I don't really know what to do. And it was a matter of like seconds. Right. So I'm like, okay, I don't know if the dog has rabies. It has two different color eyes, one blue, one white. <laughs> the, the fur was like white, gray, and tan. It was just like all these thoughts. Running. <laughs> so I was like, if I get bit, I got to call 911 as fast as possible. So it doesn't get infected. And so then all of a sudden I hear Max, Max. <laughs> and then like, I look up and it's, my neighbor, not not the neighbor that I like, but a, a different neighbor. First of all, I didn't even know this woman had a dog. Like I see her two cats all the time. She has a pretty all gray cat and a pretty all black cat, right? But I'll, I guess apparently she has a house dog and Max was outside running around trying to meet the neighbors. So she tries to come get Max. He runs from her because he's like trying to play. And then he runs back to me and I'm like sitting there like, don't come to me, go to her. <laughs> so, I mean, I did not run, but my first instinct was to run because it's like a huge dog and I, I was scared. So luckily nothing happened. No parties were involved or no parties were injured. Excuse me. So. <laughs> well, I mean, another way to look at it is if, if the dog was lost and you normally have this routine where you get in your car before you open the garage it could have been a sign that you were to help this dog because you didn't do that routine that day. Well, guess what? I would not be helping that dog. I'd probably be swinging at it. Oh, no. <laughs> and no, I don't abuse animals, people. No, I was just scared. Max Max just wanted to play. You're well, like, I got to go to work, Max. Well, when Max didn't listen, his owner was like, Maximer. So I was like, oh, dang. Like, she real mad. She used his full, his full name. Like a child. <laughs> and you know she was black, too. <laughs> oh man so well and then on my way to work this morning tell me why I almost hit a dog I said what is going on oh, I, I almost just turned around and like not continued to go to work so it was raining and lightning and thundering this morning and I don't know if this dog was maybe frightened by the thunder and lightning probably and usually when dogs are in traffic they kind of look and make sure they're not going to get hit 
No, this dog was running like it stole something. <laughs> it just darted across the street. And I was like, oh my God, what is happening? So I don't know if that was my sign of like, you should get a dog because you've had like two scary experiences with dogs. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it was trying to tell me this morning. Well, better that the dog ran in front of you through the, is it through the canyon or because, you know, you don't want a donkey running in front of you. <laughs> this was outside of the oh, canyon, luckily. Okay. <laughs> For those of you who listen, sometimes Cam has to go through Rutchie Canyon, which is a canyon that cuts in between two cities that we travel through. Yes. And there's a herd of wild donkeys that live through there. And sometimes they're standing in the middle of the road. Looking at you like you're crazy because yeah. it's like, why are you in the road when I'm yeah. trying to cross it? <laughs> exactly. Like one time I almost hit when I was driving through there in the middle of the night. Of course, I was going a little faster than you should because no one was there. And I turned this corner and a donkey was right in front of me. I swerved around it. But I swear for that one moment, we made eye contact and it felt like 10 seconds was 10 minutes because <laughs> the donkey's eye was staring into my soul like, Hit you know, me. You gonna yeah. hit me? I was like, I dare you. That's like, you want car damage? Because you know I'm a damage this car. He, that sure would. I'll be going right through the windshield and his booty gonna be in my face. Not, not ass in your face. Yeah, the ass is ass in my face. But yeah, so there are those donkeys. But you know, we travel on our way to work and yeah, I have to say this past week at work, you know, as those of you who listened for a while, you know, we work at a university mm -hmm. and we did have a second year kickoff event for our sophomore students. Which I saw you at Boo. Yeah, and you, I saw you there too. <laughs> so see how engaged we are with our students. We love them. We do. Um, but the thing is, I've been a proponent of doing second year events for second year students for a long time, but we just don't do enough of them. But finally, um, a group of advisors one of the advisors wrote a grant, Brittany, and she was able to come up with this event for second year students. So a lot of organizations on campus were there to plug their resources and their offices. And I've always said, this is where it contextually makes much more of a difference because when freshmen come to orientation, they know nothing about the university. Mm -hmm. We overwhelm them with a ton of information about all our offices. They have no reason to know what these offices are or mm -hmm. no, they have no uh, capacity for understanding how they can help them at this point because they haven't experienced the university life. Mm -hmm. But when they come to this kickoff event for after they've been a freshman, this is now second year, they come and see these resources and they say, oh, this makes sense to me now, or I could have used them last year. So I love the second year event because the students are more engaged with us. They, mm -hmm. again, contextually understand why they need the resources. So when I talk about tutoring or writing center, like they're like more appreciative of getting this information. Yeah, and I, I, I know you felt the same. Oh, I was going to say, I agree. And um, I know you probably saw it too where the second year students they didn't have the awkward jitters that usually the first year <laughs> students have right sometimes it could be the the scenario could be a little awkward because that student is trying to settle in and trying to get used to campus life and things like that but with the second year students they were coming up to my table very engaged very engaged in the material that I was presenting to them and they just look like they wanted to be there, not mm -hmm. like they were forced to be there, right? Because I know you can attest to this, Boo. First year students, right? They have their roadmap. They're like, can you stand this? Not even asking you a question. <laughs> and then for this event, I had to actually ask students for their roadmap so I can stamp it for them so they can get credit for attending the event. Yeah, I was actually doing the same uh, because I would be engaged in talking with them and they would almost leave the table. I'm like, hey, don't you need a stamp? <laughs> don't, don't you want your free lunch <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who don't know the students who attended uh, they if they saw the offices we would provide a stamp on this card that they were given and they needed a total of eight stamps uh, but there are way more offices than that and I saw some students almost had all their stamps filled, mm -hmm. so yeah. they went to all the tables but uh, they at the end of the eight stamps they would earn a meal ticket to Carl's Jr or Hardee's for those of you on the Midwest East Coast. Yes. <laughs> and so it was nice because they gave them a choice of a bacon Western cheeseburger, which was my favorite. My favorite too. <laughs> or the famous star or the Beyond Burger for our and vegetarians out there. 
And I chose, at first, I was going to choose the Beyond Burger because that's the most expensive. But I was like, "Mm -mm, I want that beef. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Give me Mm -hmm. that beef. (laughs) (laughs) And normally I try to stay away from fast food. I bought lunch that day. I typically bring my lunch, but it was a nice surprise receiving lunch for being a um, exhibitor at the resource fair. So, I mean, shout out to the organizers of the event to supply lunches for staff as well as students. Yes. Um, so, and then they also supplied lunches. Like uh, I invited some of my students if they were able to come and sit at the table with me. Cause I think it's more engaging if students can talk to student tutors. Mm-hmm. And so one of my tutors actually stopped by, but she had her child with her um, he, while well, he was waiting with his mom so they can go pick up her daughter from school <laughs> but you know so she's a uh, she's a mother uh, and a student and the organizers of the event actually gave her and her son a meal ticket which is fantastic oh that's awesome so and shout out to the carl Jr.'s food truck they were really organized <laughs> too and i was happy because it wasn't a really a big line right you went up to the food truck you gave your meal ticket to um the people working in the truck mm-hmm. and then they asked you what you wanted they gave you a bag gave you a cup so you can get your drink and yeah it was efficient it's swift and efficient yeah, yeah so, so. You open up your bag and get to eating <laughs> that was probably the best Carl juniors i've ever had you know why because <laughs> it's free amen <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of eating and we we do more than just eating but you know we like to eat <laughs> everybody loves to eat okay um I recently visited a Black-owned restaurant in Moreno Valley, California. It's called Orleans in York. Um, Some of you, some of our listeners may have heard of Orleans in York. They have a couple other um, locations. So there's a location in LA on Spring Street and Inglewood and Carson, Winter Hills. And then the newest location is Moreno Valley. So shout out to them. They're expanding and coming out to the Inland Empire. And I actually spoke with one of the owners who was there, and I guessed that she was half Creole and half Middle Eastern, just because I was looking at her and I was looking at the other workers, and I'm like, I don't think they're full Creole. There's something else going on in there. <laughs> and so um, she was she was surprised, and I told her, yeah, I, I could tell that they were Creole, obviously, because, you know, the type of food that they're serving, but it was their eyes that kind of gave it away that they were, they had (laughs) Middle Eastern in them. And so uh, for our listeners out there who aren't familiar, so Creole is a person of mixed European and Black descent. And then also people can speak Creole. So if you ever visit like New Orleans, um, you'll hear people speaking there, it's called pigeon. So that's kind of like their native tongue. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then Creole peoples are ethnic groups formed during the European colonial era. I'm on my educator tip here. (laughs) (laughs) And it's from the mass displacement of peoples bought into sustained contact with others from different linguistic and cultural backgrounds. And so that's where you get that delicious Creole food. You know, you got that French influence in there and the Southern influence. Mm -hmm. So love me some Creole food. But um, I would say... Um, my review is two things customer service and then the food itself Uh right food five out of five delicious so and I ordered something safe just because I'm like this is my first time here and if I enjoy the food the first time of course I'm going to go back and explore the menu but I got fried catfish fried shrimp seasoned fries and then it comes with their signature like Cajun sauce uh-huh. which is an oil-based sauce and um, a slushy. It was like a pineapple slushy that I got. Food was good, seasoned well, not too salty, right? However, they should have said it was catfish nuggets. It just said catfish and shrimp. Mm. <laughs> so here I'm thinking, I'm going to get like a filet. three succulent <laughs> catfish fillets. And it was more like, catfish chunks (laughs) and I mean the plate was sufficient because you know you get shrimp and fish and fries oh and a side of potato salad too so it was enough food it was just one me being greedy but also me kind of feeling like you didn't say it was gonna be catfish yeah you got swindled kind of 
And I'm just like, okay, you know, I'll let that slide. And then my friend, shout out to John, my church brother. He got a catfish po' boy, which he loved. He said his his food was delicious and he didn't mind that it was like nuggets. nuggets. Or, <laughs> well, I think that the nuggets work well for the for the po' boy, I think. Yeah. But, you know, but it's that same time. It's like when you anticipate something in your mind and you saw these three big old succulent catfish fillets and then they put down nuggets in front of your face. You're like, what, what is this? What is this? But I will definitely be back. I saw a couple other things on the menu that I would like to try. So um, they sell mufaladas there. Ooh, okay. And that's a, a too much bread sandwich. for me. Yeah, too much bread for me. But then they also sell heroes. So like New York deli style sandwiches. Um, then they have some other dishes. I saw a dish called shrimp inspiration. So it was shrimp sauteed in their signature sauce with all of these spices with onions and bell pepper and garlic and then over jasmine rice and that looked really good oh hold up boo do they have shrimp and grits i did not see shrimp and grits on the menu however it's a possibility because i heard one of the owners or the head chef say this i wanted a side of macaroni and cheese to go with my shrimp chunk or my catfish (laughs) chunk (laughs) and my shrimp and she said oh, I didn't make macaroni and cheese today. I do that as special. So it's kind of like if you go on the right day, there may be macaroni and cheese. I'm going to need to have you tell me when the shrimp and grits are. I might need to call and be like, do you have a schedule on when you do specials? (laughs) Like, is there somewhere I can check? So, Um, but the customer service. So food, like I said, food, I would give it five out of five because I enjoyed my meal. Taste was good customer service uh so I walk in and there's a girl at at the register because the the ambiance of the seating is like you order first and then you sit down and they bring you your food to you okay I walk in and I'm like hi good afternoon and she's like hi (laughs) (laughs) like the tone and I'm just like uh okay and so then I, I look at my friend John because I'm like did you date this girl or something I don't <laughs> because I couldn't understand for the life of me why that nice you know I'm happy you're here was you know I, I didn't feel any of that it was more like kind of cold uh-huh. so then I just kind of gave her the benefit of the doubt I was like maybe she's not feeling well maybe she's having a bad day whatever then when I was trying to order out of mac and cheese before I was told that, you know, I don't make that every day. All she said was, I don't know if we have it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even, not even sure. Like we don't have it. It's like, I don't know if we have it. <laughs> and I was just like looking. And so then the chef had heard and said, oh, I make it as special. So I was like, oh, okay, no problem. Thank you. So, and that was it. I was like, I'm not even going to try anymore because obviously this girl is like, she's not, not having me. it. No. <laughs> and then when we were leaving, I had asked her for a bag because they gave me a ton of fries and I wasn't going to finish all my fries there. And I asked her, I said, Oh, can I please have a bag? Now, it was my fault because I didn't specify what type of bag I wanted. So she tried to give me a brown paper bag and I said, Oh, I'm sorry can I have a plastic bag? Because the food already came in a tray. So all I had to do was put this tray in a plastic bag. I even said, oh, I'm sorry. I meant a plastic bag. She like kind of cut her eyes and got a plastic Mm. bag and like handed it to me. And I was Mm. like, oh, Lord. (laughs) So yeah, I just, just do better. You know, that's all I, I want. Just do better. I'm not even saying don't go there. Please support them. But Oh, well, I'm surprised that that's the uh, uh, experience you had in terms of how you started off talking about how you talked to the, the chef and the owner and it seemed like, oh, she had a nice, pleasant visit, but then you don't know about this re- register girl. Well, see, it was a pleasant visit because the chef interacted with me and talked to me about her background and, you know, she makes food on special, things like that. Now, if it was only my interaction with the girl at the register, I would have been like, "Mm." so I'm choosing to allow my interaction with the chef to over overshadow my interaction with the cashier person at the cashier at the front was basically acting like a fast food worker. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, and then some fast food workers aren't even mean, though. They're not even cold, like especially the Chick-fil-A ones. <laughs> you know, Chick-fil-A, they love all of their customers. That's because they're going to get whipped in the back if they don't do oh it. Oh, my God. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I hope not. No, they, I mean, they do give much better customer service at Chick-fil-A. Yeah. So, but no, aside from the food, um, I will say I did like that it's an actual deli. So I saw an assortment of specialty cheeses and then soda pop that's exclusive to like the New Orleans region and then also snacks available for purchase. So you can go there, order your entree, but then also take goodies home. And they had a cold case filled with banana pudding, macaroni salad, potato salad, pre-made gourmet salads to go. So, I mean, there's a little bit of everything for everyone. So if you're looking for New Orleans food with the twist of, I guess, like New York deli, I would say try Orleans and York. Why are you laughing? Yeah, that's an unusual combination. It's like <laughs> New Orleans and New York all together. Well, and I'm not going to say it's unusual that half Creole, half Pakistani would be running a, a Creole restaurant or a deli. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, but hey, it works. It works. We just need to, we need to fix that customer service to Frank. <laughs> and I think better with time, right? It'll all get better <laughs> with time. Hopefully. <laughs> so what about you, Boo? You've been eating anything? Well, from the opposite end of the spectrum, I like it's high fine dining. <laughs> are, you are you shading me? I'm not shading you. I'm just saying the customer service experience was uh, uh, spectacular at my well, good. restaurant. But so I, again, as I mentioned, I was in San Francisco and my sister treated myself and her fiance to uh, this restaurant called Anomaly in San Francisco. And they're anomaly at the mansion, which is in the Sutter Hotel. But after talking to the chef, I also talked to the chef. <laughs> he's um, actually, he's had a residency there at their hotel, but he's going to be leaving them in two weeks for a permanent space um, several blocks from away. And so he'll have his own restaurant. That's how you know that we're foodies. We're like, <laughs> we, we like to talk to the chef. <laughs> Well, and I'll talk about that a little bit later, but we, at the end of the meal, we'd had a long, lengthier conversation with the chef and he was giving us insights into his thought process on his menu. And it was very fascinating. It was like, it's like, it's fun to listen to chefs chefing. <laughs> <laughs> but, their, whole, their whole lingo. I actually want to have a conversation one day with um, Gordon Ramsay. I like, <laughs> is it weird that I want him to yell at me? Uh, if that's your kink, I guess. <laughs> He's like, this is utter trash. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, say it again. <laughs> I I was watching him the other night and, you know, he says things differently than how we're accustomed to. Mm. But, you know, we would say shallots, but he kept saying shallots. Shallots. Chop the shallots. I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, but the, the chef at Anomaly is Chef Michael Lanham. And he's a pretty young chef, but he, he is very creative with his menu. So we started off with a supplement, which in fine dining, if you see a supplement on the menu, if you're doing a tasting menu, it's not part of the menu. You have to pay extra for that. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we started with sturgeon caviar mm. and they put this little black bowl of black gold, I mean, this gold crystal bowl of black gold in front of us. It's all these little sturgeon caviar eggs. And they so you just had, was, you had black balls in your face. I did, yeah, they were delicious, <laughs> <laughs> but they were glistening, <laughs> and they they were served with um, these buttery little slices of brioche toast that were really soft and spongy, and they had a dollop of creme fraiche on there. So you just put some scoops, some a little caviar on there, put that on the bread, and just eat them all together. Oh, just amazing textures and flavors in your mouth. Yes, amazing black balls. <laughs> I can tell you're, I can hear you, you salivating as you talk. I am, I'm, I am, I actually am right I now. I heard that. <laughs> but, um, and then we, the next course was the carrot chip and the beet cloud. Mm -hmm. So it was immaculately presented where, and 
I don't like beets, but he did wonders with that, where he took away the beatiness, but it's still very savory and delicious. And then the carrot chip was, I could eat a whole bag of those. They were, they were. Were they like candied or? It, it was like, they look like a little mini crisp, like mm -hmm. a cheese, like a cheese crisp, but they were carroty cheese crisp. And there was like a little uh, carrot cream in the middle. Um and just the flavor, like the carrot cream and the cheesy crisp together. Oh, man, I, was just, I wish I could have a bowl of that. So that was uh, spectacular. And then they also served, the next course was what she calls an egg, sort of. <laughs> and again, Boo, this is not for you because there was a raw yolk in it. Mm, not runny yolk. <laughs> no, thank you. Well, sort of. I'm like, what else was in it? Well, it was, it was an unusual just because you would see the yolk on top and this white foam that was sitting on but when mm -hmm. you break into the foam it was just really airy and so then you get um like some potato and hot yolk all mixed together i don't know hot, i hot yolk like hot, hot as in like like pepper hot or hot as in oh, temperature hot temperature hot because like <laughs> I'm like, how they make the yolk hot? <laughs> it was because I don't, it was steamed up, I guess. But I don't know. The whole thing, you mix it together. Just I liked it a lot. Uh, it was very eggy. <laughs> and then the next course was the green goddess uh, soup with Parmesan snow. And I love the presentation of this. It was a little uh, like a tea. I don't know, teacup. It was a little cup of soup, a green blended soup. And then they came around with like dry ice it was almost like it's a dehydrated um, parmesan snow and so when they put that into the soup mm -hmm. they interact and it becomes all cloudy and foamy oh know? okay so that, that was that sounds cool it was a fun presentation uh, but it basically it was like a, a a vegetable soup with parmesan cheese <laughs> <laughs> you're like um, but it sounds like maybe that was not your favorite out of the tasty menu like it was good but oh yeah, yeah that that was the, by the far black not balls good. the black balls were your the, well, favorite. The caviar caviar yeah <laughs> oh, sorry <laughs> let's say caviar <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see the next course it was a deconstructed course because you could interpret it any way you want basically but he gave us a uh plate of tomato diced tomatoes with basil ice there was ice mixed in Ooh. with the tomato. And then uh, what else was in there? And then he served it with a, a broth, a bacon broth, and two little cheese biscuits. So it's almost like a deconstructed grilled cheese and tomato soup or, a, or, or you know, just kind of he deconstructed items that are comforting, but the, they, he made them fancy. So. Well, the, the basil ice chips, that sounds like it would be good in a, a cocktail or just ice water potentially yeah like uh, like for summer refreshing for sure yeah and then he gave us uh an eggplant course and i'm not fond of eggplant but he made it really palatable and so there were some sesame chips on there and he used some romesco sauce and i forgot there was another white sauce i forgot what that was but uh and our one of the people in our party he doesn't like eggplant at all but he actually found it something something found it to be something he could eat um I did notice there was, we did notice a little difference, I guess, because in this restaurant, they only have two services per night. And so you get like a six o'clock seating or an 830 seating, mm -hmm. essentially. And so he only serves five tables for each seating. So 10 tables per night. Okay. And we seem to get, in my opinion, a better service from the other from the other tables because the chef came to our table personally quite a bit as well as during that eggplant course we noticed every other table only got one eggplant with one type of sauce uh-huh but he served our table but all the everybody at our table both eggplants with both sauces well he knew that you were a part of bougie boo <laughs> he's like we, you know, we got to take care of, of this table right here he's like he looks the part <laughs> The next dish was a salmon dish. And because the chef is also Southern, uh, he's a white Southern boy, but living in San Francisco, he's also picked up Asian influences. I'm going to say, I wonder if he knows Paula Dean. <laughs> Maybe not, but because he doesn't use as much butter as she does. <laughs> but he did smother this salmon in this really 
delectable sauce. It was like a smothered gravy with Asian and inspired flavors too. Mm-hmm. But the salmon was perfectly cooked, very pink on the inside. So I enjoyed that. It's a little small a slice of salmon. And then because following that was a pork dish and it was served with fennel and stone fruit. And for those of you who heard stone fruit are not familiar with that, it's basically your fruits like peach or apricot that have the like the seeds in the middle. Those are mm-hmm. stone fruits. So he served that with an apricot. Which um, which that accompanies pork really well. Those flavors yes. work like a sweet sweet flavor with a pork dish very much so but the pork was not your typical pork it was more like he boiled and cooked and uh roasted like a, a short rib so mm-hmm. yeah so it was a little piece of short rib we got with the fennel and the and the stone fruit so that was good and then we finished the course off with an amazing dessert it didn't look amazing at first mm-hmm. but when you go into it it was just yeah it tasted delightful why didn't it look amazing because it was okay it was a whipped cream cheese and you're like okay but it was just like this big old white cloudy foamy cream cheese thing but inside of the cream cheese is buried a strawberry sorbet uh-huh. and the cream cheese itself was whipped so lightly and delicately it just melted in your mouth because you're thinking, I don't want to eat all that cream cheese. That's like but, Atlanta for your yeah. kind of Yeah, to me, that would be too rich, right? But it wasn't. That's yeah. the thing. It just, you could, you know, we all ate it up so quickly. I saw the other tables. They're like, this is delicious. And everybody's eating up so fast. And, but what even topped it off even more so, I mean, this, the strawberry sorbet in the middle was a surprise. It's like, oh, there it is. And then it adds that coolness of the strawberry sorbet with the, the creaminess of the whipped cheese. That was great. But then... He topped it with champagne granite, which is like little icy crystal champagne mm-hmm. flavor or flavored ice. And just all those flavors together is almost like the strawberry champagne bubbly thing that you're eating. Um, but it was a really, really well concocted dessert. And that then it good and refreshing. It was. I, I was like, I need more. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, luckily I'm not lactose intolerant. And then we finished off the meal with three, a trio of three little desserts as a send off before you go. Mm-hmm. And at, I did forget to mention at the beginning of the meal, when you first walk in and you're waiting, they do serve you um, sparkling wine. And the hostess noticed that I didn't want to drink any sparkling wine. So she offered me a non-alcoholic one, which oh, is that's fantastic. Nice. Yeah. Again, service. Good service. <laughs> and that's the thing. And they were all very friendly and we would have great conversations with everyone, chef, hostess, waiter. And, you know, being that we were in this space, it looked like it was an old Victorian mansion. Uh-huh. I had to ask, is it haunted? So I would ask the hostess, have you heard, seen any ghosts? And she's like, you know what? I've been wanting to see ghosts, but they haven't been coming to me. I'm like, girl, same. I'm always looking for ghosts, but they never want to come to me. <laughs> so, well, I'm happy that you were able to enjoy your, well, you would have still enjoyed the meal, even if the ghost was there, but I don't know how the other diners would have felt about oh, that. Oh yeah, I would have been happier. I'm like, ghosts, pull up a seat right here next to me. You you want some of this? And just uh, to, as a little sidetrack, the, where I, I went for my sister's, uh, tasting mm-hmm. the venue she's uh, getting get married in the university club in San Francisco it's also has a historic kind of look and background so the, the event planner there when I was talking to her within tasting I said girl have you experienced any hauntings and she said let me tell you <gasps> so she has you might have a story to share with us after the so, wedding yeah I'm hoping because I'm like so she's had some incidences where that were unexplainable to her and other other people who work in that building have said they had th- uh, things going on. So, because anytime I'm in a space that feels haunted or looks like it could be, I always ask people who work there, "Have you had a haunting experience?" You're like, I feel it. So it's like <laughs> my I, spidey I, senses are tingling. Yeah. <laughs> I, my Asian senses feel it. <laughs> so I need to I need to uh, get up in there and spend the night. So. But uh, yeah, so that was my wonderful tasting experience for Anomaly in San Francisco. But uh, so I know while I was up north, you were down south somewhere. I, I was. So I went to Carlsbad for Labor Day weekend. And so for our listeners on the East Coast and abroad, because we know you're out there. Burr, 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 burr. <laughs> 
So Carlsbad is um, going towards like San Diego. It's by La Jolla and like Oceanside area. Very pretty area. Yes, I love it. Like I think my soul feels happy when I go to Carlsbad. <laughs> I mean, I like that area in general, but something about Carlsbad in particular. But so um, stayed at Sheraton Carlsbad, and so to explain the area, it's actually by Legoland. And so the Sheraton is right next to the Westin, and then right across the street is the Hilton um, vacation homes. Mm -hmm. So if you have a timeshare, you stay in that area. And it's kind of up on a hill. That's probably why I like it, because it's kind of like a wave. Because you're looking down on everyone? <laughs> no, not at all. Don't make me sound like that. <laughs> no, but you just kind of feel like you're exclusive and, you know. But, you know, I was going to say, you mentioned it, like, I know Carlsbad mostly for Legoland. So mm -hmm. it's like you did say it was there. Well, it, it was so close to Legoland, you can hear kids screaming from like, <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's cute. You know, I heard all the little kids having fun. So um, the Sheraton, I like it because you have access to the pool at the Westin, which is right next door, as well as the pool at the Sheraton. And then the Westin their jacuzzi is 24 seven. So when the Sheraton's jacuzzi closes, you can just walk right next door to use <laughs> the Westons, which I think is pretty cool. Not only that, but this particular property, so their resort fee is $25, right? Which is a reasonable resort fee because I've seen resort fees of $40 and upwards. Well, this resort fee includes shuttle service within a five mile radius based on availability. And to me, that's just like, that's all you need to offer, right? Yeah. But there's more. <laughs> it's one gelato dessert from Seven Mile Grab and Go at the oh, Sheraton. Wow. Beach chair and towel rental. I was like, dang. A complimentary one-hour bike rental. Lobby business center, that's kind of a given, right? It's like, well, that most hotels, most properties yeah. have that. Enhanced Wi-Fi throughout the resort, that's kind of a given. This also sold me two bottled waters <laughs> usually in areas like that bottled waters are expensive and you're going to pay for them so i'm like okay two bottled waters a gelato and then shuttle service take my money and then <laughs> the last thing unlimited local calls but i'm like i'm not calling anybody but so to me that's a resort fee that i don't mind paying right because some of these resort fees you pay them and they're so expensive you're like what am i getting right so mm -hmm. and then um also Parking is $28, which also to me is a good deal because of that area. Yeah, it's very reasonable. Like in San Diego, when I go to Comic-Con and my hotel parking is like $45 a night, I think. Well, not only that, but it was $28 for two cars. It wasn't oh, wow. $28 each. That's a deal. So I And I don't, again, boo, I don't know. I don't know if we were getting that like bougie boo hookup or something because <laughs> technically I thought it was going to be $28 per car so I was like wow I'm going to stay here more often <laughs> that's the thing I think people sense our good energy and spirit so because because it sounds it seems like a running theme between the two of us that we usually end up getting things or being serviced in a way that's not usual for other people and it happens quite a bit and people have commented to me about that like why do you always get hookups on things? And I'm like, I don't, do you know? I'm I'm like, nice no, I don't people. know. That's the thing. Just a little bit of niceness goes a long way. Yeah. Well, put out good and you get good, right? It comes back to you. So um, I did take advantage of that complimentary shuttle service within a five mile radius. So took the shuttle over to uh, Carlsbad Village, which is not too far away from the property. Of course, well, within the five miles, because my favorite sandwich shop is there. It's my favorite sandwich shop in the whole wide world. And no, it's it's not. Um, I didn't get the tasting menu <laughs> <laughs> at boards. It's boards and brew, but they have really good sandwiches, but they're known for their signature sauce. Their sauce is like, I would equate it to like a Catalina slash French dressing okay. kind of, but it's vegan free, soy free, gluten free. I don't know what they put in it. I, of course they're not going to give you the recipe it's like their world famous sauce yeah it sounds like it's free everything so just uh, air it's just air <laughs> it's uh, air <laughs> and some flavorings i don't know <laughs> it's so good so, it's good on sandwiches it's good on french fries it's good on salads 
probably good on chips. Well, you are the sauce expert. I love me some sauces. <laughs> so, and um, my sandwich of choice when I go to Boards and Brew is the Italian. So it's their house-made um, Italian dressing on a French baguette. And then you have the salami, the ham, and then the turkey. And then you have banana peppers, lettuce, and tomato. Typically, I stay away from salami and ham and sandwiches, but I really like their Italian sandwich. And then the person who I was with, they got the hot roast beef sandwich with the aju sauce. So it was pretty good. And then they have their signature beers there. We didn't get any beers. Um, I'm typically not a beer drinker, but yeah. So if you're ever in the area, Carlsbad Village, Boards and Brew, I highly recommend. And whenever I'm in that area, I always have to stop there. So, <laughs> And I mean, the food is, is pretty reasonable because for two sandwiches and two chips, it was like 22 bucks. And so which you can't beat because literally you're a block away from the beach and usually beachfront restaurants tend to be a little bit more expensive, but this is not expensive at all. So yeah, that was like the highlight though of my trip going to Boards and Brew <laughs> because well, I've, I've been in that area before, you know, so it's just kind of to get away. Yeah. And it's funny because in the area where we live, it's been like an average of like 110 degrees. We're in the middle of a, a heat wave mm-hmm. in Carlsbad. It was 90 and I was like, I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the thing. It's funny too. In San Francisco, they're heat wave and they're like dying. But it was like 82 degrees. (laughs) You're like, this is nothing, right? So yeah. So after that, just went back and kind of relaxed and yeah, enjoyed. And then the next day, um, woke up, packed up to go and then stopped at the broken yolk for brunch have you heard of have you heard of i have heard of them so i know we don't have them here in the inland region i know i there's one in temecula i think that's the closest one to us but there's a couple in san marcos in san diego um so at the broken yolk i got a breakfast burrito it had bacon eggs pico de gallo salsa hash browns it was pretty good oh and avocado so, I mean, it was, to me, of course, it doesn't, didn't taste like authentic, authentic because the broken yolk, they're known for like their pancakes and omelets and things like that. But I was craving a breakfast burrito for yeah, some reason. I, I love a good breakfast burrito. Yeah. So, yeah, and it came with a nice side of rice and beans. You know, I'm sad though. Our school used to make a bomb breakfast burrito, but we've had so many turnovers in terms of the food vendors and now the burrito, breakfast burrito. I don't even know if they ha- offer one, but I, I'm sure it don't taste the same. Well, I was going to say that was when Tito was running things, <laughs> right? Are you talking yeah, about yeah, Tito's but, breakfast brief? <laughs> pretty much. But it was like the only thing I really like. If I had to eat breakfast, that was the one thing I was going to get. Yeah, it was a breakfast burrito because you know it's going to be good. So it's it going to be worth your money. So, but yeah, shout out to Carlsbad. Love that area. Shout out to the Sheraton at Carlsbad. And then shout out to the, the shuttle bus driver. I'm forgetting your name, but thank you. <laughs> thank you for taking us to the Carl. He, he wasn't the he wasn't the father of some football player. <laughs> no, it wasn't Choi Palomalu's daddy. <laughs> so, but yeah, what about you? Have you gone any place interesting or exciting? Well, I just want to aside from up. Frisco. <laughs> I want to follow up with our listeners about how I had mentioned I was going to the Card concert, and Card is my favorite. Yes. so I had an amazing time there and you know I actually tried to do like my self-imposed Silk Sonic Bruno Mars where I did I tried not to use my phone too much okay because I wanted to try and enjoy the concert itself Mm -hmm. and in the past I've been guilty of that in past concerts where I just filmed the whole thing and I'm basically watching it through the screen and so I just want to experience the live show itself so I recorded a few songs or parts of songs and then I watched the rest of the show. And I, because at the end of the day, I knew if I really wanted to see something recorded, there are people who are in the front row who will post things and I can yeah. watch their, their recordings. Yeah, just follow the hashtag or something, yeah, right? Or You'll just go to YouTube. Content. Mm-hmm. It's all on there. So why do I need to record it? Because I, I also learned where usually when I record things, I end up not going back to watch them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
that was fun and they put on a great show and it, what was interesting was a couple of my tutors were there who work for me and they tapped me on the shoulder and they ended up um, sitting in two seats that were available next to me and we were was this an open seating event or assigned seating or they were assigned seating but where i was sitting it was a the they had the at the will turn they had it set up a little differently because i sat in the very last row on the floor but it was like a, a bar stool in front of like a round table, like you would be like at a comedy club. Okay. So, and that was the only row that I was in where that was set up that way. And the two people to my left left to go seat, sit somewhere else. I think they found two seats that were open. So it was empty for a while. So when my tutors uh, saw me, I, they want, and I invited them to sit there if they wanted to, and they did. But then 20 minutes later into the concert and this is already an hour plus into the concert uh -huh. but 20 minutes after my tutors had sat down a couple came to sit in their seats and they weren't the ones that were originally there that left for other seats so i was confused but i guess it was another couple seat who was late oh, and okay. so they sat there my tutors went back to their original seats but why you know why were you like an hour and 15 minutes late to this concert and then when they sat there, they barely sat to look and enjoy the show. So I have no oh. idea. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Maybe they were stuck in traffic or maybe they were there the whole time, but they were in somebody else's seat. So they had to go back to their well, Possibly, possibly. Yeah. But, you know, they Carr did most of their hits that I enjoy. Uh, I was sad that they didn't do a few songs that I like, but they can only do so much, but they didn't do Red Moon or Hold On or Rumor. So, but one of the cool things is I was looking at the set list prior to the show. Mm -hmm. They they did follow the set list per what every other city got. But then um, on the encore, they do three encore songs. And they, one of the encore songs, they switch up every once in a while. But I thought we were going to get this song called Living Good, which I like, but I didn't really, I wasn't that excited about it. But they ended up doing Good Love, which I like even more. So I was really pleasantly surprised that they did that. So I was happy about getting that encore for our city. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so not much to say, except that they put on a great show. If you ever see Card, go see them live. BM, my favorite member, he's from L.A., and so he was shouting out LA big, quite a bit. Big Mike, right? <laughs> big Matthew. Big Matthew. Oh, sorry. I was close. I was close. <laughs> but uh, yeah. well, you remember the big part. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, and then the other thing was our, the person we did that photo shoot with, Marina. Mm -hmm. Hey, recall, hey girl. Hey girl. Hey, shout out. <laughs> she was there doing press shots in the front row for the card concert. And so I got a text from her before the show started. It's like, David, stand up and wave. And then I was like, okay. So I wave and I, then she's waving back from the front. So I saw her. So shout out, Marina. I saw oh, you. Cool. But I, we were joking around and I was like, um, try to get more pictures of Matthew than anyone else because, you know, he's my favorite. Uh -huh. And then she's like, yeah, well, I'm going to, I'm a little biased. I'm going to probably shoot more of the boys than the girls anyway. So oh. I said, here's, here's the breakdown that you need to do then. I said, do 90, 98% BM. Is not gender discrimination. 1% JSEF was the other guy in the, in the group. And then 0.5 Soman and 0.5 Chi <laughs> And no disrespect, no disrespect to the other members because I love them all. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I will always say BM is my favorite and he's my ultimate favorite male singer in K-pop. So that's why it's like, any other concert, I would like do them equally, but with uh, with a card concert, it's like BM ninety eight percent. You like forget them others. Who? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, but, well, I hope so, she got some good pictures, and I hope she's able to share those with you. She sent me a few after the concert. So okay, cool. Thank you, Marina. Yeah. Cool, cool. Well, that is it for us today forget to follow us on instagram bougie booze podcast yes or email us at bougie booze podcast at gmail.com and if you have any questions for us or anything you would like us to try to discuss or get our opinions on we're happy to talk about that as well yeah hit us up we would love to hear from you our boo boos till next time booze be bougie and remember you ain't got to be bougie if you stay bougie bye, bye. Bye.